Why, hello, friends and enemies. Welcome so much. It's Perhaps It's You, an unofficial Unsolved Mysteries rewatch podcast. Now, as you may know that I'm Liz, and I usually host this show with this total deadbeat named Samantha, <laughs> but she couldn't even bother to come in today. She's probably hung over somewhere. Yes, as, as we know about Samantha. Very Always true. out partying. Yep. And... Uh, who knows what gutter she woke up in this morning. Poor Elfie having to hold hold back her hair with his hooves <laughs> as she pukes. Yeah, Elfie's a donkey, by the way, if you yep. don't know. <laughs> we have a uh, friend of the pod, Arden, in the podcasting dining room today. Hello. To fill in for her. There's, I don't know that it's funny to anyone else, but it's always funny to me to call Samantha a deadbeat. <laughs> because she's just like a, the like, most on top of everything yeah. person yeah she's just no. like so practical yes. and reliable and if there was even a hint of truth to it it wouldn't be funny it would be mean right but like if you called me a deadbeat i'd be like yeah that's fine it's okay it's okay. Liz, I'll, I'll get it together i understand but it's just like samantha fucking get your shit together my god yeah you're 30 now <laughs> <laughs> be an adult samantha as she's, like, getting into bed at 8.30. Oh, I also wanted to take this moment to clear something up for the five, that I'm not actually, like, a five-year-old child, as is um, alluded to many times on the podcast when I'm not think, around to protect I, myself. I don't think I pretend you're five, per se. I remember 2010. I'm not Arden. It's like, wow. <laughs> wow. I'm pretty sure I was, like, working full-time in 2010, but Okay. <laughs> Who's to say? This is Arden, adult fill-in <laughs> podcaster. Adult woman. <laughs> if, if you say so. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> um, yeah, again, those are jokes that are funny to no one yep. except myself. Doesn't hold me back, though, for making the quality content that I want to hear. That's, that's all that matters. <sighs> it really is. It really is. If only Samantha have joined us that would have been nice wow i don't know how alfie does it yeah that poor donkey has to put up with a lot for a miniature donkey has a massive massive load of baggage to deal with (laughs) just to carry around in a little cart oh that would be so cute it would be really cute you're showing up at the airport with a donkey pulling your luggage and a note to samantha yeah we need a cart I forgot to make a flower crown in the spring for Alfie to wear and then oh, eat. That's so cute. I next, know. like next spring, spring equinox, we should have a ceremonial a donkey, donkey flower extravaganza. Can we put up a maypole somehow? Yes, we'll make it happen. And dance around it. Yeah. And drink that yeah. midsummer hallucinogen dandelion drink or whatever. Since I, I have the witch planner now, I'm I'm actually much better on staying on top of when the equinox is. So I think we can accomplish uh, we this. We just had a lovely fall equinox. Yeah. I, I like had a I made a big dinner and I had a bonfire and it was it was and I actually remembered it this year. So not just like day of like whoops. Oh, yeah. Worst witch me. <laughs> that's what I always say. Yeah, that's why I don't live in the witch district. I'm not allowed. Wow. You have to fill out Harsh. an application. Um, that's not true. It's a very <laughs> welcoming environment. We welcome all. Yes. All right, I have a couple updates before we get started today. One is that this podcast somehow was briefly the number two 
TV and film podcast in Sri Lanka. Ooh. How? Uh. <laughs> Why? I also don't know. But if you are in Sri Lanka listening to this podcast, goddamn, I would like to hear from you. Perhaps it's you podcast at gmail.com. Let us know. How did you find this podcast? Did you watch Unsolved Mysteries? It just, it kind of blows my mind that people so far away in a place I have never been to would be sitting around learning about Samantha's dog, <laughs> <laughs> hearing about the witch district in Minneapolis. Yeah. Um, last time I checked, we were down to number 44, but That's even that, <laughs> baffling. How? why, but, but we were just number accept two. your success. We were number two. I'm, um, thank you, Sri Lanka. Yeah. Thanks for your fans. <laughs> thanks for listening. Um, I don't even know what to say. It's pretty cool. Humbling. Do I think that somehow it's an error? Yes, I do. But it's unchartable. It's the thing everything goes by. And we've been on there for a while now. In Sri Lanka going up and down. So I mean that seems it seems like a if it is an error, it's happening a lot. So <laughs> is it just one person that listens to our show a lot? Well, Maybe. if that's true. Thank you to them. You know, you're extra appreciated. Yeah. Let us know who you are. Kind listener. Out there somewhere over so many oceans. <laughs> okay. Update number two. Is that there's a soft deadline for zine submissions mm. October 15th so if you're working on something for the next issue of the zine try to wrap it up send it in perhaps it's you podcast gmail.com we've had some very good submissions already I think it's gonna be a great issue of the zine particularly if you like cross stitch there will be two cross stitch patterns wow I know it's amazing fascinating but if you have any artwork if you've written anything we had Rob from Our Strange Skies write a thing about how everybody's sick of hearing about Roswell. That's going to be in there. Our uh, resident history nerd, Rochelle, is writing something. Our resident uh, librarian, Megan, is going to write something. So, I don't know. If you have a poem or a, a paper doll you want to draw up. I'm a deadbeat and did not submit to to this one. So, you better... Wow. Better... Uh, so, Arden did write an entire <laughs> booklet of cocktail recipes for us i've yes. actually not announced this on the podcast i'll announce Ooh. it right now we will eventually once i figure out how i want to do the layout and such to be worthy of this great content we will have an entire booklet of podcast inspired cocktail recipes to be called this podcast is dangerous <laughs> all the recipes are going to be written by arden well they're done yes. i just need to make this stupid book yeah that's all we're waiting on so that will be forthcoming in the future we'll look forward Various to that themed themed perhaps it's you themed cocktails both from references to the show and also the hosts and various banter you're so, gonna you're gonna like it yeah will we have to have a book release party that's just us making cocktails <laughs> also yes we should definitely make the uh, hedgehog truther that <sighs> one looks delightful don't you want to drink a cocktail called the hedgehog truther everybody i know you can't wait for this book who can <laughs> okay last update is that for the month of october we will be having a sale in our teespring store which i think is just called spring now which is confusing they took the word tea out of there but there's lots spring what that could be anything it's a whole season it could be a, a, it's a verb a thing it's in a my lot. couch like it's yeah. too many though no, i don't like it but anyway 
That's where we sell our t-shirts and mugs and crap. For that, for the month of October, you can get 10% off code Halloween. Ooh. So if that's a little incentive you need to get a sweatshirt with me and Samantha and Robbie stacking on it, so be it. Yeah. Put Type that in. <laughs> get 10% off. Okay. Those were our updates. Yeah. <gasps> you know what we should do, even though Samantha's not here? Mm. We should eat chocolates from Lord's. Ooh. Hold on. Okay. I just thought of this as I was talking, but I had ordered <laughs> some of the Lord's chocolates, which I thought were also made with miracle water, like the mints, but there's no reference to that I whatsoever. Mean, are they the kind that like are meant to look like little rocks yes. too? And they look like pebbles. Mm-hmm. And there's a picture of I guess Saint Bernadette on them holding a sheep. Sure. So anyway, we're going to try these chocolates, and we're going to see if we get cured of anything. Yeah. I mean, it's worth a shot. This was holy snack time. Yes. <laughs> we're the, I think, Be as far praised. as I know, the only podcast to have a holy snack time. I mean, it kind of fits in with some of the topics of this episode, so it, it really works does. out. Yeah. I'm excited about this episode, actually. This one's pretty good. Mm-hmm. All right. I want to move this away from the, <laughs> the so freaking wild. Crunch, crunch, crunch. Yeah. This is from um, directfromlords.com. <laughs> oh, it's like the candy shell is hard. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is kind of like a sacred M&M. Confirmed. But more delicious. A little caramely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This one looks like a tiny egg. <laughs> it I really it. does. Yeah. They're, they're classy looking. More so out of the bag. I don't know if these were supposed to be plain chocolate or what. But they taste kind of caramely to me. They're god chocolate. Yeah. I can really taste the god. I like them. They're very sweet, though. Yes. Yeah. Even for me, a sweet tooth, I can really feel that sugar impact. Yes, especially the shell. Like, whoa. Mm -hmm. Um, Did Bernadette, St. Bernadette, really like sugar? Is that what we're learning? Maybe. Okay. I'm honestly going to wash that down with some fucking root beer. Yes. I don't think my dentist listens to this (laughs) podcast, so okay all right i don't feel cured yeah but any craving for sweetness that i had that was cured Mm. yeah that i mean is that a miracle kind of well we have some (laughs) dubious miracles to talk about today so that's true okay so we are on uh season six episode 21 season six wild just keeps going and going (laughs) yeah (laughs) i think we've been doing this for like the whole year because we've had so many breaks. There's been a lot of stops. I know. I was going to say, how long is this season? <laughs> this is not even the last episode. I checked. No. Okay. So I'm starting off today with The Unexplained, which like any good episode of Unsolved Mysteries starts with Robert Stack in a trench coat in a graveyard. I've got to say it God was damn. A, a classic stack. Goddamn. Do I love it so much. They could have really piped in some like purple fog. It's mm-hmm. the only mm-hmm. thing they could have made it better. But uh, that's how you start an episode. And he wants to talk about what happens beyond the grave when life is over. And I'm like, damn, Stack, that's what I want to talk about all the time, too. Stack, keeping it real for spooky season. Yeah. 
And he wants us to know that research found that seven out of 10 widows and widowers report that their spouse has come to visit them after death. I wanted to know how they're collecting that data. Does the Pew Research Group call me like, hi, are you a widow? <laughs> hi, do you believe in, in contact from beyond the grave? So, uh, heard your spouse is dead. Have you heard from them in <laughs> how ghost form? How did that conversation start? Because Don't I feel know. like that might be a, a little rude, perhaps, but... I honestly am very interested in this topic. So I'm glad I got this one. Suck it, Samantha. Okay. <laughs> so Robert Stack asks, is this a hallucination? Or does the bond of matrimony transcend the grave? That's what this is about. So we've got two ghosty stories for this unexplained segment. The first one is back in January 28th, 1989. John and Patty Eggleston and their two sons are uh, traveling home after a lovely picturesque day of skiing. And they had 70 miles to drive back to their home outside of Seattle from skiing wherever they were. Um, they're driving at night, and unfortunately, I'm assuming they hit some black ice or something, the car slides off of the road, and they're on a bridge, so they veer off of the bridge, dropping 80 feet. Such a nightmare. Into free- it literally, I have had nightmares about this. It's an actual living nightmare. They drop 80 feet into a freezing ice-cold river below. So in the absolute pitch dark, with the car rapidly filling with icy water, Patty was badly injured. But instead of panicking, she felt this, like, wave of calm. I definitely think she went into shock. I don't know how that wasn't brought up on there. but Shh, No. <laughs> okay. She feels a wave of calm mm-hmm. and the intense feeling of pure love. And from this, she is able to rescue her children and get them to safety. Which, she which d- is heroic and amazing, just in and of itself. Yes. Which... which Okay, so the theory put forth by Unsolved Mysteries and not Arden <laughs> is that she didn't realize that her husband immediately died on impact of the car. And so what, what Patty believes happens is that, is, fine. <laughs> is, that, um, is that her husband, John, so he dies on impact. She feels that his spirit guided her to safety and to save their sons. Which is lovely. Which is lovely. It's. I mean, who's to say what's true? Who is to say? Who's to say? They were also aided by a brave passerby who dove into the river to help. I feel like that person should have been talked to or something. Made into a statue, perhaps? Yeah, given some medals. Like in the middle of the night, you you dive into ice cold black water to save strangers. That is so heroic. Yeah, but that's just like a passing mention. (laughs) Oh, there was also that guy, but mostly (laughs) the ghost. Mostly the ghost. (laughs) The true hero. The actual sculpture they put in the square is just like a cartoon ghost. That would, okay, but that would be great though. <laughs> I would uh, please I mean, do that. I would go to so that. So we town. can go take pictures yeah, with exactly. this ghost statue. So later, after Patty's home from the hospital, she sensed John Spirits again. She was woken up from a sound sleep to the feeling that John had just been there. And she describes it as if she could feel and smell him as if he had just been in the bed. Which I know what she's talking about. And honestly, yes. that's a little bit creepy ghost yeah. smells yeah that's, that's it's like she rolled over and like her it was like her husband had just like gotten up to go to the bathroom or something like he was right, like, like right there especially when you sleep in the same bed as someone all the time like you even if they're not moving like you can just like feel that they're Dirt there around. Yeah. yeah yeah so okay so that was one instance um eventually her story gets back to seattle physician melvin morse 
who has documented hundreds of after-death visits. So he's been researching these experiences, and he believes that they are real. And he bases this on the fact that they have an actual impact on patients' grieving process and that they have these extreme emotional reactions to them. So he cites that as proof that they're as real as, quote, as any other human experience. I wrote that down, too. I thought that that was really well put. It, the experience is at least as real as any other experience. And I'm like, that that is true. If it's having a real impact on you, who is to say that's not a real experience? And I feel like this is really... I actually had a very similar... Um, like a very similar experience to some of the stuff that Patty describes. And it is really common. Like so yes. many people specifically, like the, the, the skeptical answer is that you're dreaming, right? But specifically when you're not quite asleep yet is when most people say that this yeah. happens. And I had a very similar experience with my grandmother that it was like, it was like she was sitting right next to me. Yeah. Like it wasn't a dream. It wasn't like, fantastic or weird it was just like she was like on the edge of the bed just talking to me normally like as clear as i hear liz right now how old were you when that happened mm, uh like late teens okay yeah so i wasn't like i wasn't a little kid either like yeah because i actually i think i've talked about this on the podcast before but i've had a had a very similar experience with my grandmother mm-hmm. but i was probably nine yeah so it's um like, my mom has told me about it and how, like, I was, like, elated that this had happened. Yeah. But I don't really remember it that well myself. And it's always that tricky thing of, like, every time you, you rethink about a memory, it changes. Like, yeah. 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 Also, so I once talked to someone that worked at a hospice, and she said that that's super common, that people yes. have these. And it's often someone sitting on the bed, that someone who's just passed away is sitting on the bed and you are able to, like, communicate with them and that you feel this sort of relief afterwards. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of like, oh, well, I guess, you know, I must have just dreamt it or whatever, and it's this process of grieving. But I sort of look at it now, like, maybe those are the... Maybe people are describing the same thing. Like, that's just different different language to to explain the same sort of experience. And whether Mm -hmm. you're saying... Like, this guy isn't necessarily arguing that ghosts are real. No. He's arguing the the experience what people are experiencing is real yes and that that's the important part i do think ghosts are real i don't necessarily think that this is at least always ghosts i think both can be true like i I don't see i don't think i feel like some people are are just very strong like one way or another either everything is ghosts or nothing is ghosts i don't see why there can't be a combination of like yeah there might be ghosts but not every experience is necessarily ghosts you know i started off this podcast i think saying i was agnostic about ghosts and just you know open to the idea but not i do not believe those children were saved by a ghost (laughs) i do believe i have literally seen ghosts i can i can feel feel both ways (laughs) yeah i I, this podcast has definitely made me more open-minded as we go on or as i'm just like sure why not who knows yeah who knows the mysteries of life um, so this goes on where Patty is at one point reading on the couch and she just looks up and sees John. He's just sitting there. Yeah, apparently it progresses, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. And he isn't, he doesn't talk, but he's able to communicate with her, kind of like telepathy. And he's like, oh, it seems like our son so-and-so is doing so much better. And she's like, yeah, me too. And they just like have a 
conversation about child rearing. Yeah. And um and he's like consoling her and encouraging her that she'll be able to parent on her own because she's so scared about doing it herself. And that this apparently goes on for more than a year that she yeah. would see him. And she says that once she was kind of like in a good place and felt more secure that this it stopped. Which I think is really interesting. It's super fascinating yeah. that either like he is staying on this earthly realm for a year to like make sure she's able to continue without yeah. him. It's unfinished business. Or it's like her grieving process mm-hmm. takes about a year before she's in a like really solid place. Yeah. I or think it's something kind of in the middle. I, I was going to say, I feel like both both could be Hazy. true. Okay, so um, so that's the first mystery of this segment. And then Robert Stack tells us that 50% of the population has been def- visited by a deceased loved one, including me and Arden. Yes. So there. Okay, so the next story is 100% about... 100% of this diagram <laughs> has been visited by a deceased loved one. If Mac was in here, he'd be like, no. So, <laughs> you know, there's... there's. That's why he's been banished. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's why he's not here. So now we get to talk about the pa- story about Pedro... Paige mm. Rourke, which is really sad. So this is on April 14th, 1984. Teenage Paige left her home in Fallbrook, California to go out with her friends. Six hours later, she was dead. Her and one of her friends were killed when they were hit by another vehicle that was being driven by a drunk driver. Please do not drink and drive. Wisconsin. Okay. Hear me. Um. So... The ghost part of the story is that her mother, Cynthia, was was trying to escape her grief by running, they said. But it's only two days after the crash that this happened. It's not like... I, I guess you just have to, like, folk... I, 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 I can't understand running uh, to process. It's five in the morning! Oh, God. But I do understand, like, I just have to do something that I'm not focused yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's two days after the crash. She left her home at five in the morning to go running. Apparently, this is something that she used to do with Paige. And so she runs for more than an hour, something I have never done in my entire no. life. Is that and never humanly will. possible? <laughs> Don't sounds, think so. Sounds fake, but okay. It's a form of torture. The ghost are real. Concerned. The running for an hour fake. Um... Today, Mac was asking me some question about insurance, and I was like, I don't know. You could just call and ask. And he was like, Liz, that's the worst possible answer. Why don't I go tell you to go run a mile? And I was like, okay. Well, that's not going to solve that problem, now, is it? Okay. <laughs> Why don't you go jump into a pit of snakes, Mac? <laughs> Seems unrelated, Mac. Why don't I go take a seventh grade math test? Why don't you I'll walk a mile at a leisurely pace? <laughs> yeah. No one is chasing me. No. And you know what? Even if they do, I'm just going to lie down. Humans are persistence predators. We were not meant to run. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay. So this, this woman, probably not human, runs for more than a mile. Mm-hmm. At one point, the sun is coming through. Like the sun. She's been out before sunrise. So the sun is now like coming through the trees and it looks really pretty. And she stops to look at it. And then she hears her daughter's voice reassuring her that she is okay. I thought this one was interesting that she was like outside and fully awake, which kind of makes this experience different from the ones we were previously talking about, which I feel like in bed is much more common to hear about this. Also, this one has a more specifically religious I also connotation that. because she's like mom i'm with the lord now like that's part of the reason that she's okay 
I'd be like, well, you also like didn't get to live your life because you died as a teenager, but yeah, have fun I mean, with, have fun with the Lord. I'm glad she got some solace. They show the the photo of the the car crash in the episode, and it is rough. I was like, oh, yeah, I did not consent to see that mangled car, even like, yeah, it's not great. As it turns out, either because ghosts are real or by extreme coincidence, Cynthia's mother, Paige's grandmother, who lives a thousand miles away in Denver had an even more visited experience at the same time. Mm-hmm. So Paige's grandmother is in bed when she wakes up to see Paige like floating and glowing like an angel according to the reenactment. We don't really get a description of what it looks like, so we just have to go off that. It, yeah. It just looks like Very... a teenage girl standing there with beams of light shining yeah. out of her. Well, it's like all, the, all those like religious paintings where Jesus is kind of just like hanging out floating in the sky. It, yeah. It looks a lot like that. Yeah, but it's like... If you are you sit up in bed and you're like, "Whoa, my dead loved one," and then your dead loved one is just like kind of floating in the hall with light shining out of them, like it's cool, Grandma. Yeah, everything's okay. I'm okay, and also I'm taking care of your mom, my great grandma. Now we hang out in heaven, and Grandma's just like, "All right, I guess." Yeah, I mean, that it, brought her some relief. I, I'm happy this family was able to find some some solace. I guess after such a yeah i do there is a skeptical part of me that thinks that like maybe both of these experiences happened and then their brains kind of like mushed it into one like more concise incident yeah but also it's just so common that yes like yeah these happen at the same time it's two days after this girl died Mm -hmm. yeah you probably haven't been sleeping well Right. Either like your your brain is scrambling to yes. like survive mm-hmm. this terrible loss. Well, now we hear from a guy. I think he was a psychologist. I don't even know this guy Barry Barry Burstein. He had a mustache that I called the wet blanket. He's just mm. there to go. Ghosts aren't real. Yeah, that's his only purpose. Okay, Berenstein Bears. <laughs> rude yeah he just shows up and he's like look i feel bad for these people and they clearly thought they experienced something they're not lying but ghosts aren't real and that's why he's the wet blanket yeah and he just has a pretty big mustache for his face there's honestly. a lot of mustaches in this episode but no like good mustaches no they're <laughs> they're there but they're not they're kind of not should no- they be <laughs> they're not really noteworthy Okay. Oh, yeah. So he was a psychologist. Um, He doesn't think these are real experiences, blah, blah, blah. He thinks that um, this is the, that nothing has happened outside the theater of their own mind, which almost isn't different than what the other guy is saying. No. It's kind of just the spin you put on it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, again, I don't think that needs to be necessarily different, you know, but I think this guy is just kind of a party pooper. But they wanted to have like the the believer and the skeptic, but yeah. I almost sort of feel like they're saying the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's just one of them is like this is worth studying, and the other guy's like it's kind of not. Yeah, especially like the believer isn't someone coming at you with like I don't know like crystal like from their crystal shop. It's like <laughs> right. no, this is all real. Like he seems very even keeled and like reasonable, and like we should look at this as potentially just a mental phenomenon, or it could be ghosts. Let's figure it out. Like he's not. Right. Yeah, I I thought that the the skeptic was not really necessary <laughs> for this kind episode. Of interested in that guy's research because yeah, like he seems cool. Even if there are no ghosts, these incidents seem to really help people with their grieving process. 
So mm-hmm. there's something there worth studying, surely. Yeah. And I don't know. We we don't get to judge these people's experiences, right? They had them. Yeah. I I, I agree with this. It's too. real to them. They're not lying. Yeah. So and I wasn't there. So who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, Robert Stack says perhaps we will never know the answer. Perhaps it does not matter. And I have to say, agree. And then he quotes Albert Einstein, and I don't know if this is a real quote or one of those things. <laughs> but it's just cool. <laughs> people just attribute to Einstein. But he said, "Perhaps the greatest experience we can have is the mysterious." I was like, "It's amazing that's not the catchphrase for the whole show." Seems very yes. on the nose. <laughs> Which I was like, "Well, I'm gonna have to put that on some t-shirts, right?" I guess. Yeah, <laughs> it has perhaps in it and everything. Um, I thought that segment was great. Yeah, and no. I have to say, we don't know. It probably doesn't really matter. They were cool ghost stories. Yes. All right. Now Arden is going to talk about another unexplained. Yes. Yeah. I feel like uh, hidden heart, and there's some some kind of beyond the grave elements to this one too, yes. a little less classically, but it is interesting. So it opens in 1957 to people gathering for this like huge funeral at a cathedral. And uh, it turns out a priest has died. But instead of being, they talk about, like, instead of being, like, a cardinal or someone with, like, a lot of clout, it was just a a humble priest, uh, Father Solanus, who was, uh, we find out, was a priest, started from pretty, like, humble beginnings, but really spoke to people. And there's a question of, was he giving them courage or was he maybe a faith healer or like actually you know it have healing power yeah so it it goes i have some of my own opinions on that but you know he at the very least seems like a very nice man he was at least a good listener yes which is hard to find which is a power in and of itself um and if he could also cure people that's pretty cool. Yeah. So I was a little confused at first because we're like, okay, 1957, he's de- dead. And it's like, now skip forward to the 80s and he healed someone. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a little indirect, but we get to um, David Whitcop, who um, has a, I wrote, has a mustache that I hate. Oh, Thank yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See, see the scribble? Oh, yes. That, it's very accurate. Very it accurate says scribble. Gray, bristly. David, this mustache is called Prayer Guy, apparently. <laughs> wow, it's amazing. <laughs> I know, I'm just, the words just flow yeah. out. The, the muses Liz visit is an me. Artist, and everyone. Yeah. Um, yeah it, prayer Guy. It just looked very, very prickly. Like, very well. Ugh, I, I would not kiss that mouth. I can't say it's unkempt. He clearly, like. But the hair is, okay, It's the hair is too thick for that length. Mm-hmm. And it creates almost like a shelf of mustache. Like, you know, this like, like a, a push brush. broom. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. going to bump up on your face if you kiss that mouth. Well, if you had any crumbs, like maybe <laughs> you had a snack and then went to kiss your husband, like maybe. You could just like brush him off. off you. It's like in, the, you probably never saw this movie, The Brave Little Toaster. Yes, but I did. <laughs> Again, adult woman. You saw the brief little Yes, I, I did because I was alive. <laughs> it's kind of a crap consuming movie. media. But you know, all the the kitchen things are alive. And yes. I think there was like a a, a dustpan yeah. broom. Yeah. That's and he him. lives on that guy's mouth. Yes, yes. that's my point. Yes. 
Anyway, yes, yeah, so we, we agree the mustache is terrible. Yeah. Terrible. Prayer, the prayer guy. But, uh, so his wife found out that uh, she uh, either had breast cancer or at least there was a, a lump that was undetermined. So they were going to go into surgery to do a biopsy on it and make sure that they either could get it out immediately or determine if it was cancer. I want, I just want to note that it was not determined, it's not like she had cancer for sure. Yeah, they didn't even know. They did not know yet. I think that's important to the story and they kind of gloss over that. because it takes out the miracle okay. part. If you go, uh, this is a blur on an <laughs> 80s x-ray yes. and then they, okay, whatever. Go yeah. Um, <laughs> so, and then, so they're at the hospital, they're preparing her for surgery and they see a painting of Father Solanus. In, in like the a hospital? prayer room. There's like a little chapel yeah. for people to go in and pray. And I, for whatever reason, that hospital was like, Jesus, who cares? Father Solanus is where it's at. I wanted to mention that also. I'm like, that's, that's, it's, it seemed very centered with the door. Like the doors were open. And it was just like, Father it was Solanus. like a shrine to him, which I'm like, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just odd in my. Unexpected. My opinion, I'm sure this there's some artistic liberty taken with this hospital setup. But also, the funny thing to me is that they weren't, they, it's not like they were going to like the little, uh, like hospital chapel to pray. They were just like walking down the hall and glanced in. They were like, let's just do a quick road stop to yeah. pray. We so, might, like we're here, you're having surgery, let's get a few prayers in. You know what? It can't hurt. And that's totally fair. But I'm, <laughs> it was just funny to me. It was like, since we're swinging by. It's like how you would walk past a drinking fountain and go like, yeah, oh, I could use I some could water. I could use some water. Or like you buy a Snickers at <laughs> checkout sort of vibe. Um. <laughs> what if I, I was like, oh, you never looked behind this door. And I open it up and there's just a shrine to Father Solana. To Father Solana. <laughs> right here. You're like, I never knew that was part of your house, Liz. Yeah. Um, I hope it would be one of those like paint with gems pictures oh of Father Solanus. If we could, if I wish we, that existed, uh, I think we found was this winter project for this year. But uh, so what we, if this podcast somehow gets me like <laughs> into church, really Catholic all of a sudden? Yeah, that would be I'm a surprise. I've got to say it's been a slippery slope so far. There's some Lord's water right above. We me have right Lord's now. chocolate. Uh, yeah, well, Lord's M and M's. Yeah. Hmm. I, I think somewhere I have a picture of St. Bernadette now. So. Cool. I mean, again, it can't it can't, can't hurt. hurt. But he, he sends a prayer to Father Solanus, which again, I'm not Catholic. I get that there's there's different saints that you pray to as well as like Jesus. But that's, it just seems very specific to me. But again, hey, whatever. Father Solanus. Yeah. You seem to have Can a, you do me a solid. You have a hospital chapel devoted to you or something. <laughs> you must be pretty cool. Um which is fine, but, like, he prayed specifically that she wouldn't have to have surgery. Which, okay, yeah, you're scared for your spouse. It makes sense. Um, and then, like, 15 minutes later, she's, like, wheeled back out. And he was like, oh, God, are you going into, like, surgery? And they want me to say goodbye or whatever. And they're like, oh, no, she's good to go. There's no cancer. We were wrong. That was a thumbprint. Right. Like, <laughs> I was, and my notes, I was like, oh, she didn't have cancer. Um... I feel like I, I'm I'm obviously happy for her, but for the miracle scale, a little low on that that scale. Yeah, I um, think they just wanted to talk about Father Solanus, and this is someone they found they could talk to. I feel like it's interesting that they went with this one first because there is a second thing they mentioned that's much more direct. 
Um, yeah, but those people are not with us. Yeah, maybe that's... I think they wanted some living I guess, people to talk yeah. to. Even if their story was... My doctor, yeah, made a smudge on an x-ray. And, and then, then it, we prayed. <laughs> and then we prayed and then she was fine. It was fine. fine. Which, yeah. again, I'm, I'm very happy for her and her broom husband. <laughs> I hope they're doing well. Um, <laughs> I hope he doesn't have that mustache anymore. I hope that. Yeah. And then we get some for background. Her, for the sake oh, of God. her lip. Ow. Yeah, so prickly. Maybe yeah. she has a guard that she wears. Um, like a wax strip, but... <laughs> She puts on those wax lips. Yeah. And that's oh, how they kiss. Yeah, that's hot. <laughs> Maybe that's their kink list. Don't kink shame. Don't I'm kink sorry. shame these. I don't mean a yuck there, yum. Very religious people without cancer. Yeah, you're right. Um <laughs> and their wax lip fetish. And their wax lip fetish. <laughs> Which hmm. I don't know that that's a thing, but now that I've said it, someone's it into is it. Now. Someone's like, this has awakened me. Someone is into that. Um, I think those things taste bad, but I was always confused in how those are supposed to be candy. It's gross. It's who eats wax. It's not even edible. I don't know. The past was weird. But <laughs> people speaking, were desperate. Speaking of the past and people Ooh. being desperate, so we get some background on Father Solanus. He was born. Um, I think it was like in the 1870s. They said sure. One of 16 children oh in my Milwaukee. God. My poor uterus. I know that was. Uh, I think all to the same parents, too. And I was like, dear Lord. <laughs> maybe, maybe there was some, some godly intervention. Just being okay after that. Yeah. Um, yeah, really. He can hear people, like his own mom. Yeah, it sounds like his family was pretty, pretty religious. Um, and they're in Milwaukee. They're, they're German Catholic. That's all, like, very standard to that area. Um, it sounds, so he went in, he didn't finish high school, but he went into seminary, which again, especially at the time was really not uncommon, but is still done actually. Um, and it sounds like he may have had some form of learning disability. It sounds like maybe ADHD or dyslexia or some combo. It sounds like it was very hard for him to focus or remember information. So like he was, he, he was very like pious, but he wasn't doing well with the actual like schoolwork part of seminary. So then, um, which you kind of need to be able to like recite scriptures and stuff. Yes. Um, Sort of a, I don't know. So he, he leaves seminary school and joins and like goes to like a monastery of some sort and to like continue working on it. And, uh, it, it sounds like they could tell that he was very into it, but not g- just great at this part, which I think is is fair. Like, it's clear that he's trying really hard. He's um, devout. He's yes. just, yeah. Look, so, we're not all good at school. So, yeah, that's that's also fair. Um, so he was ordained, but he was ordained like kind of like a like a baby steps version. He wasn't allowed to take confession or to preach. I found it weird that he wasn't allowed to take confession. That part, Isn't that mostly just listening? Yeah, and he was great at that, so that was weird to me. Um, but He uh, wasn't allowed to do the important priests, though. All I could think of is Star Wars for this. I was like, we're going to make you a member of the council, but we do not grant you the title of master. Um, <laughs> priest Anakin. Anyway unrelated but he seemed fine like some he was very humble yeah like people said that like this was kind of a lot of people would take it as an insult but he didn't he was just grateful 
that he was able to be ordained. And even though he wasn't allowed to take confession, people really liked him and would go to him for advice, even though it wasn't in that, like, setup. Like, he did a lot of just, like, one-on-one talking. People would just come to the church and he would be there as a greeter or whatever, but then people would want to talk to him. Yes. So it sounds, it does sound like he was just a really good listener. And I, that can be so important, especially yeah, it's really valuable. when you don't necessarily like have someone else doing that for you in your life. So that, that's great. Um, and then it goes into another family story. Uh, this was in the 40s, I believe. Yeah. And there was a polio outbreak, which it had mm. happened and it was terrible. And vaccinate yourself and your children for the love of God. I don't know, Arden. I've never had polio, so well, I sort of feel like we don't need... This family seems pretty <laughs> blasé about their child that almost died of polio, too. Um, <laughs> I shouldn't even joke about that. So the do- so we, we get to this like little boy. I think he's like seven. And the, the family doctor is like, yeah, you need to get him to a hospital. He's probably going to die tonight of polio. Um, His whole body is shaking. Yeah, it was yeah. really bad. <laughs> but the dad was apparently like... Eh. <laughs> we'll no keep him thanks. home and pray on it. I'm like, okay, so you, you invited the doctor over, but was just like, hmm, what does he know? <laughs> that makes sense. Um, so he went he went to the church and asked Father Solanus to pray for him uh for for it. I put wouldn't be my call. <laughs> it's like can I'm not we pray? Even sure he went? I sort of think a friend of the family went. I thought it was him, but I could be wrong. <laughs> In my recollection, the dad was like, whatever. It's fine. <laughs> we have too many kids. Um, and then someone else was like, please, Father Solanus, pay for this little boy. His father won't bring him to the hospital. I don't yeah. know. Our healthcare system is terrible. So this. Yeah. I mean, what has changed? Coming attractions. Um, But apparently he he prayed he was like don't worry it will be fine by tomorrow which i'm like that's a very specific promise i sort of feel like he would not have said no. that but <laughs> i feel like I that may have there, been so. and he's no longer around to dispute this so mm, okay. um seems seems like a very specific deadline like i don't even usually give my boss like it'll be done by <laughs> tomorrow because then there's expectations you say i'm working um, on it right now yes <laughs> That thing that you just asked about? Oh, I'm totally working on I'm that. I'm actually waiting to hear back from someone else. It, yeah. The ball is in their court, uh, yeah. but I am working on it, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, sure enough, the kid just like walks down these great stairs. Oh, what a beautiful mansion oh. these careless parents live in. <laughs> they save a lot of money not going to the hospital for their kids. That's why mm-hmm. they have that mansion. That, they have all that great woodwork. I also noted that the the mom is wearing like this this vintage like dressing gown Ugh. robe. It's it's beautiful, and I want it. She um, doesn't deserve it. Yeah, especially because you're like, oh, my kid's dying upstairs. Better luxuriate. <laughs> <laughs> Make Down me here. another dry martini. That sounds pretty great, though. But um. But yeah, the little boy just like walks right down He's the like, stairs. Oh, hey He's like, guys, I'm good. What's how's it going? They're like, we thought you were basically dead. I was building yeah. you a coffin R- right now. Yeah. Um. But he was fine and apparently lived into his sixties and had no further health consequences from this too. Which also, like, if you don't know, polio was super deadly in children, but a lot more kids were disabled for life. Yeah. Or just in very poor health the rest of their life as a consequence of polio. So thank you, polio vaccine. Yes. That was invented and given out for free, and people really appreciated it. Big Big, fan. Yeah. Big fan. Um, So 
And then uh, we go into, so Father Solanus himself got super sick at the end of his life. They said he looked like a lobster, which seemed mean. Um, I was like, leave this old, pious man alone. They did say that. Yeah, they were like. <laughs> he got really red for some reason. He had some sort of skin condition. Yeah. Made him he looked like a lobster. Lobster. Rude. rude. It's like, mm, I don't think God would want you to be so rude. Yeah. Other priest but okay to this person you're praising so much it just it was funny he was like a holy lobster right um and then he yes he did pass away in 1957 there was huge huge funeral for him so many people came to pay their respects and pretty much immediately um they tried to get him canonized which Mm. is actually i looked it up uh he is not a saint but it is still being decided on i think he should be it's a very long process he would be uh the first male saint born in America, if he is granted sainthood. It's a, just a really big, especially we used to canonize a lot of people. They kind of stopped doing that. So it's it's very difficult for people, you know, in the last couple hundred years even to be sainted. But um, I he think actually only a few years ago, apparently he passed like one of the last steps oh. I saw. But they also, so this part I didn't know about being canonized. So they exhumed his body um, mm-hmm. like 10 years, I think they said, after his death to see like what the corpse was up to because apparently that's that's part of being a saint. I didn't know about yes. this part and that's real weird to me. But Why is that like the only part I knew? That makes perfect <laughs> sense to me somehow. If, you're, if your body isn't decomposing as expected, that's believed to be a like sign of something how do lobsters decompose though did they check on my belly um so apparently even though he was so like lobstery in life he looked fine as a corpse like uh he was like he was decomposing but apparently he looked he wasn't decomposing like that fast or something um yeah that seems rude to me but you do you uh and yeah there's still a lot of talk of making him a saint he seems like he was a very nice man. I don't see why not canonize him. He was sure. popular enough to get this segment on Unsolved Mysteries. I feel like have that's a, enough. Have a chapel and a hospital for him. Yeah. Why I feel not? like he's already effectively a saint at that point. So you might as It's weird they did that before he was a saint, right? Right. That that part I was like, oh maybe he did become a saint and that's why no. No, they <laughs> still, were just really they were just like still. his fan club. All right. Yeah. Samantha's not here, but we're doing Lost Loves. I was jealous of this one. This is a good one. Okay. (laughs) So we go back to May 1988, Plant City, Florida. A nurse named Kathleen Belcher got an urgent call from her mother that Kathleen's stepfather was about to have surgery and needed several pints of blood. And they were seeing if he could get it from Kathleen and her sister. So they were just during this discussion of blood types and who had what type of blood, it became clear that Kathleen did not share the same type of blood as her mother or the man she believed to be her biological father, her deceased dad. Who was her mom was real suspicious on this call. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. I don't know how blood works. I need to go. Bye. <laughs> where she was like what are you a cop she was like oh mom i thought you had the same blood type as me and i don't remember what it was like a or whatever and she was like oh no i have this type blood type and then she was like oh well it must have been dad who had it but and, dad was like oh and kathleen's yeah. kathleen's mom should should have stopped talking <laughs> like oh yeah it was goodbye goodbye you'll yeah. never know he's dead but she was like no no he had oh and she's like well that's 
I have to impossible. have yeah. the same blood type as one of you. And she was just like, I don't know about these things. And they're the devil's work. And <laughs> she had to go. She got real defensive. She got very really defensive fast. and then hung up. And Kathleen was like, huh, I guess my dad is not really my dad. It's like something is amiss here. Yeah. Um, so this has been, had been accidentally revealed to her that the man she believed to be her biological father actually wasn't, and that her mother, Marion, had kept the secret for nearly 40 years before accidentally spilling the beans. And being real sus about it. Yeah. Uh, we find out that at the end of World War II, she had made an agonizing decision. So Bud Terry was the man that Kathleen had known as her father growing up, um, he had married her mother before the war, but apparently after coming back from service, like so many people, really was not the same. And she said that he was a really great guy when they got married, but by the time she got back, he got back, eh, not so much. So one of the uh, issues was that he had a very serious gambling problem. So in 1945, they gave birth to Kathleen's older sister. In 1984, Bud re-enlisted in the military, hoping that the discipline would sort of straighten him out, but... Did you just say 1984? Oh, I might have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in 1984, he re-enlisted. Impressive. Otherwise known as 1948. <laughs> okay, so he is like, look, I can't stop gambling all of our money away. Maybe if I go to the military, that'll straighten me out. But I don't think that's worked, like, ever. Well, it didn't work this time. No, because he, like, immediately goes AWOL. And no one knows where he is. He straight up just disappeared. For months. And after a couple months... This guy's parents so funny to supposedly me. encourage Kathleen's mom, Marion, to start dating again because they knew their deadbeat son was not coming back. So funny. I was so, like, wait, his parents? <laughs> wow. He must have, maybe he always sucked and they knew about that. Or maybe they saw him come back from the war and they were like, mm, mm. this guy is no longer a catch. So, <laughs> or maybe she's just lying. I don't know. Maybe. So, supposedly, here's Kathleen's mom. She has a young kid. Her husband who's gambled away all of their money has now just like straight up taken off and nobody knows where he is. As of the 40s and being a single mom was is still yeah. not great but was extra not great at the time. So they so after a couple months his yeah. parents were like honey it's really time to get back out there like put on your best bra and right. So they wanted her to meet the bartender at like their country club or something this guy named Chet and I'm gonna want to say Chuck because his last name is Norris but it's Chet Norris, not Chuck Norris. Okay. So they become fast friends. And she actually is so smitten with him that she wanted to officially divorce Bud and marry Chet. Their friendship quickly blossomed. Is yeah. how that was phrased. It was like, is that what we're calling it these hubba, days? Hubba. Yes. All right. So they start thinking about a future together. He's going to, like, help raise the kid. He, I think, stops being a bartender and gets a, like, more practical. He seems like a great guy. Family man job. Yeah, he seemed really nice. We hear no nothing negative about Chet. However, about six months into this relationship... Bud is arrested by military authorities, and it turned out he had just been straight up living with another woman in Indianapolis. Super chill. <sighs> Thanks for nothing, Bud. So, Miriam is completely uninterested in going back to Bud, um, and she she sort of correlates this with, she was like, look, I let down my guard or something, and I got oh, no. pregnant. I, I wrote this down because this was such a great quote. She said... I, I guess I lost my cool and got pregnant. I I'm like, is cool. that? I don't think that's how it yeah, works. How, uh, look, I would be, sex education really could be improved in this country. 
the just like I get that I feel like she's she's a little embarrassed by this. Yeah. She's on national TV. I get it, but just like the way she phrases some of these things are hilarious to I me. Guess it's I like, lost what's my blood? Cool. I lost my cool and got pregnant. <laughs> Our friendship just blossomed. What are you? Why are you grilling me? It's like it's You like, came on this show to right? talk about this lady. <laughs> So, you so, but no, I lost my cool and got pregnant is so funny to me. Well, it happens, you know? Um, and there was no plan B. Nope. So she lost she ends up pregnant with Chet's baby. Um, which I and I also think part of the complication here is that at least according to the reenactment, Chet didn't think he could have kids. Yeah, possibly so, because of polio. So I don't know that they were being like super careful right because he didn't think he was gonna be knocking anybody up yep so then she's like look chet i've got something to tell you i don't know that it's good news but i'm pregnant and he's like what i can't have kids and she's like i don't know what to tell you i lost my cool um (laughs) well whether or not you can have kids i'm having your baby and chet apparently was like great let, let's get get married. Let's I, I wanted to marry married. you anyway. Let's go get married right now. And she's like, well, okay, I'm still technically married to this total deadbeat, bud. And he was like, whatever, divorce him. How hard can that be? Right. Which I feel like actually hard because it's the 40s, even though he's like yeah. walked off and been with some other woman. I feel like, I feel like you know, Chad is just, he's been wanting to marry her anyway. I know. He's been like basically already being a stepdad. To her, like, existing right. daughter, and now she's pregnant with his biological child. He's like, no, we just need to get this done. Right. You know, like, and I think, too, in his mind, you know, he's clearly been terrible. It shouldn't be necessarily as and hard. it shouldn't be. No. But, you know. So, um, Miriam goes to see Bud in jail specifically to ask for a divorce. But he won't go for it, and it's kind of like, look, I know I've been bad, but you have to take me back. He and- threatens her, effectively. Yeah. To, like, keep their older daughter. Right. She gets concerned about the custody of her older daughter if she does go forward with divorcing Bud. And we see this bad reenactment of her telling Bud, like, look, you know, I don't think she wanted to tell him this, but I'm actually pregnant Mm -hmm. with this other man's baby. So you should just divorce me. Let me marry him. And, you know, I'll go off and have the baby. Right. It doesn't seem like you wanted to be part of this family anyway. Yeah. You're a deadbeat. <laughs> Let me be with someone that's actually going to be, like, a family with me. Mm-hmm. So we get to see Bud turn around and, like, punch the wall. Up at, no. He was supposed to be, like, bashing his head into the wall. Ugh. Is how she described it. I was like, wow, I'm really, I'm sure that really helped your you issues. Like, this man is definitely a great father. Yeah. I can't wait to keep him around. Okay. So Miriam has to go tell Chet that she's actually going to stay with Bud. So to make things a little bit easier on him, she lies and she says she was wrong and she's not actually pregnant. However, Chet is, you know, obviously not thrilled. He thought he was going to be spending the rest of his life with Miriam and his now daughters. It's so unfortunate. And I think they really were in love. I don't know. So anyway... She tells him that she's going back to Bud, and Chet, the last thing that Chet ever says to her is that she's going to have a life of misery. Just you wait and see. Which is, which is rough, but also, like, that would be really True. hard. Like, you go from, like, oh, I have a fiancé and a baby on the way, to, like, she's leaving me for her terrible, not even ex-husband, I guess, but. Yeah, the guy yeah. who left her for some other woman, and is always yeah. gambling all their money whose, away whose family showed up and was like you this is a lost cause <laughs> you yeah. start dating his this. own parents were like you should see this bartender chat 
So, okay, that's literally the last. I wonder if that made for some really awkward Christmases. Oh. With your in-laws who, like, set you up while their, I'm <laughs> their guessing, son was... I'm guessing of, that never came up. I really hope so. <laughs> I bet he never asked how she met Chet, and the parents just declined to bring... That's a really good point. <laughs> I just thought about that. of like, hey, Ooh. honey, you know how you just um, AWOLed, and we didn't think you were ever coming back? We definitely told your wife to... Uh, <laughs> just, like, <laughs> immediately. Meet this bartender. Oh, my God. So funny. Hilarious. Um, okay. Who looks a lot like your daughter. Come to think yeah, of it. Yeah, come to think of it. <laughs> Does anyone in your family have a nose or ears? What's like her that? blood type? <laughs> um, so okay, so Kathleen was born, Bud did stick to his word and he raised her as her own. She said that he was a good dad and yeah. she never had like a little deep feeling. He that didn't like she favorite didn't her sister yeah. over her. I think he did try. However, he continued to struggle with gambling. There it seems like there was a lot of financial strains on the family. And in 1969, they did finally divorce. Miriam remarried in 74, and it was around that time that Bud committed suicide. It sounds like he had a lot of demons and issues and just was not getting the help that he needed. It is it is really sad at the end of the day. It sounds like he was maybe not the best husband, but it doesn't also sound that that was entirely his fault. No, I think he like clearly didn't get the help that he needed. I mean, did anyone? Yeah. And I also feel like, you know, at some period of time, he was a good guy, and Miriam loved that guy. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like he was a pretty good dad, even still. So it seems like he was trying. Trying. It just didn't really work. And anyway, after he died, Miriam was like, aha, my secret is safe forever. No one will ever know that my daughter has a different type of blood. No one knows about blood. (laughs) Blood, the ultimate mystery. (laughs) But, (laughs) but no. She accidentally revealed it during this phone call. Super suspiciously. Yeah. Um, so Kathleen spends, at the time the segment was made, six years searching for Chet. But guess what? <clears throat> no Chet. He literally just vanishes. I don't understand. We have a photo of him. We know where like, he works. Is that his real name? Like, that's Maybe the only thing. he went by, yeah. Chet kind of doesn't sound like a name. It, it does sound fake in general. What is, is that even short for something? Chester? I'm going to look that Chesterfield up. Chesterfield Couch? <laughs> I'm going to look that up. That's a great question. Because what kind of name is Chet? Chet. It's like when I figured out that Peggy was short for Margaret. And I was like, excuse me? <laughs> but then I was like, what did I think it was short for? Pegasus? Like. I guess that's short for Charles. Huh. That's even weirder. But it can't. But also people are just named Chet. Especially. Yeah. I guess. English origin meaning fortress or walled town. <laughs> Okay, who wouldn't want to name their kid after a walled town? I think I'm going to just name a kid Fortress. Fortress? Skip the middleman. I mean, if you're going to name a kid Arson, might as well name a kid yeah, Fortress. Yeah, oh Arson. Um, so there's no update. Yeah, which is sad. I was really I was really excited. I was like, this is going to be so cute. And then it wasn't. I mean, at least she was like longing for this idea that she would like look at Chet and see this family resemblance. Mm-hmm. But she did she, have a good dad. Yeah, like she was like, I don't. Like, there's nothing really missing in my life. I never had an inkling. Although she did say that, like, now that I think about it, I don't really look like any of our family. And now that makes sense. Um, <laughs> right. Um, she seems pretty chill about this, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I, I can understand why she would want to know him. Particularly yeah. since her mother loved him so much. Yeah. But wasn't meant to be, I guess. <laughs> no one knows about blood. Goodbye. I don't want to talk about this anymore. Okay, so... We are still recording, so now you can talk about your fourth 
real downer of a oh, wanted mystery. I was almost I was almost hoping that we just wouldn't have to talk about and this. And I'm gonna somehow. put my notebook way over here because <laughs> I feel like it somehow hit stop before. Okay, yeah. So we are going to talk about the Interstate 70 killer. Oh, yeah, because I had said, what if they just hadn't built that interstate? This could have all been avoided. Yes, that, that's the reason why. That's Cursed how, interstate. That's how these things work. That would be way more fun. Could you imagine if we were just talking about a haunted interstate right now? Oh, if can only. I make up? Can I make up a different segment that sounds better? No, we can't. That would be rude to these murder victims. So, um that died the most senseless <sighs> deaths imaginable. So we open up to Robert Stack just like in a police station. <laughs> he's just broken. <laughs> I think he's probably trying to find his own parking tickets and throw them away. That checks out. Do they give tickets to yachts? <laughs> yeah, I have some yachting yacht tickets. tickets. They must do something if you like go to a harbor. You it's don't the have Coast a... Guard ticket you. What's the thing called? Your docks. We're clearly slip. not rich enough. <laughs> We do he not goes to the fun. thing and he hasn't rented the space at the dock and he just parks his gold-plated sure. yacht there. Yes. There has to be some sort of fine or... He's, I don't know. He's in there throwing all those slips away, so no one knows. <laughs> Seems to have worked well for him. And he's telling us about a series of senseless uh, senseless crimes that are thought to be by the same person who is still, still wanted. So there's very little details except for some pretty questionable sketches of this suspect. It's depressing. Um, And yeah, that is where we begin. So uh, through several states in the Midwest, I don't know if I would classify all of these states as Midwest. Mm. Midwest to West, Western states. To Robert Stack, they're all flyover states. They're all the same to him. Yeah, along along Interstate 70, hence the moniker, uh, there's been a series of seemingly random robbery related but strange murders yeah so um and there's there's four of women that are in three states almost back to back like not even a few weeks apart um all of them were were shot in their place of work and then all of them uh like there wasn't a lot of other reason so um the first victim is named robin she is shot well, well working. Uh, it seems to be a robbery gone wrong, but there doesn't seem to be any real reason. She was the only person working. There is so no I don't surveillance. Really know what happened? Right. Yeah. Um, and but then, like on the other side of the state, Patricia Smith and Patricia Majors, uh, who were working at a bridal shop, and like and I was st- also like, is this guy just murdering people named Patricia? Yeah. So. Um, which that would be a weird MO. That would be really that w- at least that would make slightly more sense, I guess, than this. We're working in a bridal shop. It seems to be like close to closing. It seems like it was in like a strip mall though. Yeah. All that's the weirdest part to me is uh, like none of these murders are anywhere secluded or like when you think of like you're going to rob a business. I don't know. Like that a, a bridal shop is not the one I would choose. I wouldn't I mean, when is this 80s or 90s? 80s. Okay. It was more of a cash business than it is today. I was going to say, like, I would expect a bridal shop to be almost no cash. These days. Yeah, here's like two grand in (laughs) cash. Don't ask him. Oh, yeah, all the dye on these. Don't worry about it. Uh, But (laughs) but back then, maybe more so. Maybe more so, but it doesn't. So I noticed uh, they didn't bring this up. And there there was no, like, assault of any of these women. 
However, it is almost exclusively women with one exception. And I feel like this killer may have been... Also, like, you don't need to murder everyone you're robbing. Most robberies do not involve murder. I feel like he... You think the people at this bridal shop were like, no, don't take the register, kill me. They're like, oh my god, here's the entire register, plus five pounds. And he brought them to the back before shooting them, too. Like, Mm. I, I feel like he was targeting businesses that were more likely to have women working alone and i think that was definitely part of it because this it was really senseless uh his face was not there are some like brief witnesses and his face was not covered during any of these crimes so i think he was using that as like an excuse to murder people but it it really seems like he wanted to murder women and the robbery was kind of just a bonus onto this because again it's much easier to just commit a robbery um so they are both murdered. Uh, there was a witness to to this crime. A customer came in for like a cummerbund or something or a vest. Oh, yeah. He had a mustache. Yeah. Mr. Cumberbund. He was pretty attractive. Or at least that actor was. The real actor was. Yeah. Yeah. We don't actually hear from that witness, I don't no. think. Um, I think they wanted to remain anonymous because I'm sure it was a very starling who basically... He like he tried to to get him to come into the store. I'm sure he would have also been shot if he had. And he was like, "Nope, I didn't see anything. Goodbye, 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 goodbye." And just like smart, noped out of there. That was the correct move. This man lived and called the police and um, gave a description, but nothing came of it. And then uh, a, a state over Nancy Kitzmiller was murdered at at her job. And it's a similar situation where she was working, working alone. Robber comes in. She's like, take the money. But then he kills her and gets away. Um, and then the next one is at a, I think it was like a, an auction antiques yeah. type place. Was that um, a place that had like a big open warehouse? It was, it was, again, it was like a, it was like a busy strip mall sort of scenario. It looked like there was a lot of businesses like attached, yeah. right? And it was also the middle of the day. Yeah. And several people saw the killer enter, but didn't really think much of it. Just like noticed, oh, there's a stranger. It sounds like this might have been like a kind of a small town. Stranger would be more noticeable. Yeah, because people are literally like, I saw a guy I didn't know out the window. Like to them, that's no That's no really well, I'm glad it is. Not that much came of it, but uh Yeah. They hear like some popping noise and they go to look and Sarah Blessing had been been killed and he had like already someone saw him going up like a hill back to the interstate and just took off um he's also like wearing a suit or something yeah he's like, tim yeah he's he's like kind he's of well not dressed being, but at the same time but like kind a of, well-dressed white dude just going places like you might notice him but like i think he did a good job of he wasn't wearing like a balaclava or cat suit or like anything that one would of those have, um striped uh hamburger <laughs> yes outfits yeah no he, he he did a good job blending in even though from the sketches we've seen, apparently he looks terrifying, but I think that's he just looks bad like art. He's part mouse. Yes. Is he? Uh, he perhaps. Be, he should be easier to find. The mouse Um But <laughs> Tim, if you wanted if you want the rights to the, the title the mouseler, you have to give Arden fifteen percent. Okay? Yes. Yeah. That you can make that into whatever you, you can want. You can contact me at um, <laughs> 
My you intellectual can... property, the mouseler. <laughs> yeah, a red-headed can... mouse that murders women for no reason. I don't know why you want to adapt that into a cartoon. No, no. But... They can use the title for anything. That's true. I you actually... just created the word mouseler. <laughs> and that is worth 15% of the profits, I would say. Yeah. No. Fair. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> at MPLS underscore mermaid at Instagram. DMs yeah. are open. <laughs> Do not be a creep. Um... Anyway, so t- we, we talked to Tim, who's a witness to that, who has a mustache. It also didn't seem very noteworthy. I called it something really boring. I knew, as I was writing it down, I went, Arden is going to be disappointed in this name. Mm. So let's see. Can we I- call it the Mouseler? <laughs> yeah, it's called the Mouseler now. Because you know what I wrote down? Blonde witness. Mm, wow. That- <laughs> Worst. Wow. <laughs> I never cease to be amazed by your creative prowess, Liz. Uh, and after I gave you the mouseler, wow, disappointing. I'm sorry, Five. Just gotta carry this episode, I guess. First Samantha being a deadbeat, now Liz shirking her duties. <laughs> down like blonde witness. Blonde witness. Yeah, I think as if that's clever. Yep. Um, there was so there was one male victim, Michael Mc McCown. I think they didn't originally connect him to the crimes. Because the MO was different. He was murdered in a ceramic store, which, again, a weird business. Yeah. Uh, It seems like maybe he he was even more wrong place, wrong time. But all of these are really random. They're all, like, strange businesses to rob. They're all, like, uh, like a single or two people. It's thought that the second Patricia, Patricia Majors may have surprised him in the bridal shop killing because it she was he might in the have back. thought there was just one just person. one person because every every other killing seems to only been one but i don't know maybe it was he was like oh there's stores there's like two, one person working there's two people working by them there's two women working by themselves now i get to murder two women they're both who, named patricia this is perfect who knows who knows it seems Michael really stands out. Every other woman, it looks like they were all, like, white women under 40 working alone. It seems like a pretty specific MO, and then just Michael's kind of in in there. Please don't kill me at work. Yeah. I don't um, know my last right? seconds at, wor- or so be at sad. work. I mean, I don't really want to be murdered at home either. No, but if I, I, I choose. That's a different plea. I will separately <laughs> plead. Please don't murder me at work. I just think I'm going to blanket. I would like to not be murdered. But at yeah, it's extra. It's extra sad. Um, there was a decent amount of evidence from the bridal shop again because he was interrupted by that customer. I think it was a little less clean. They found a shell Mr. casing. Mr. Cumberbund. Mr. Cumberbund got a good look at him. There's multiple people who saw him, and yet this is still <laughs> unsolved. He just gets to go around being half mouse, half person, <sighs> and killing people. There's another possible. It's unconnected because there's not much evidence, but there's another possible murder in Arlington, Texas, that they think mm. this guy also did. But it is to this day unsolved. Do you think he eventually picked a different interstate? Maybe. And that's why we haven't found him? Uh, yeah. Or maybe he died or something else happened. It seems weird that it just stops after, like, so many back-to-back. But it's possible he switched MOs or switched Got areas. arrested for something else. Or yeah, especially it was the got 80s. Old. Um got arthritis and yeah. his trigger finger. Uh, you know, they did say it's like serial killers don't just stop. I was like, but sometimes they knew. Yeah, other stuff happens. Yeah. Or they find a different creepy outlet. Joseph or... D'Angelo just like chilling in his house in California thinking he got away with being the Golden State Killer. Sometimes you do just stop. 
Yeah. So it, it is very disturbing to me that the, the mouse alert is potentially still out there. Um, this case reminds me of there was a shooting in Elaine Bryant. Oh, Jesus. In Tinley Park, Illinois in 2008, which was in the morning. It was in a strip mall. I extra hate this because I used to work for Lane Bryant. <laughs> Five people died. Oh, that's so sad. Including the manager. Yeah, most of those, they're generally like in strip malls or standalones. I was in like a mall mall, so. Well, I'm less... glad this guy did. They never caught that guy either. Ugh, I hate it. They thought it was a robbery gone wrong, but five people? Again, it's like, how bad are you at robbing people? I don't know. That's it kind of just... seems like you wanted to murder people. That's what happened with that infamous um, Brown's chicken murder. So many people got murdered at that. Yeah. And then that turned out to be a robbery gone wrong. And you're like, how? It does happen, I how guess. How did it go that wrong? Uh, you know, maybe some people just aren't cut out to be robbers. Yeah, it's really true. You know? Just unprofessional sloppy god please stick to robbing jesus yeah (laughs) i was reading the most hilarious thread on twitter the other day of times people like reasoned with someone trying to rob them like this guy was in england and this guy tried to (laughs) was gonna was trying to take his laptop and he was like there's a lot of i have a lot of work on this laptop that i like really need (laughs) if you take it i'm just gonna i'm gonna have to try to fight you and the guy was like oh fair enough mate and just like (laughs) My, went to, went to rob something else. I mean, that's so British. One, I love it. <laughs> oh, it's so good. My mother once guilt tripped someone out of mugging her. I think this is a thing. Yeah, and we should all. If it applies to you, if you can be like, look, I am broke. If you take this identity, you have to keep it. Yeah, like you have to pay my bills. Like my mom was in her early twenties. I was a baby. She had just gotten done. She was waiting for a bus after working at Marshall Fields in heels all day Uh. and pantyhose in the middle of summer. She always stresses that it was like 80 plus degrees and she was wearing pantyhose and just like, just done. And some dude, it was night and some dude like comes out of like a dark corner, like, give me all your money, bitch. And she was like, no, you listen here. I have a baby. (laughs) I've been working. I have blisters on my feet. Have you ever had your pantyhose stick to your own blood? I don't think so. I make minimum wage. How dare you? How dare you? And he was like, I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Like he just like apologized and like ran away. (laughs) I mean, try it. Depending on your robber, give it a try. Yeah. Yeah. Just be like, look, you can take these credit cards, but they're maxed out. So good luck with that. (laughs) Best of luck, pal. My mom used to carry these um, toy cars for my brother to play with at restaurants when he was little. Mm -hmm. And one of them was a police car. And when you squeezed it, like a little siren would go off. And my mom was on the bus and a guy reached into her purse and instead of grabbing her wallet, grabbed started going off and he was literally caught with her his hand in her purse that's amazing yeah it's pretty funny wow okay so i'm glad we could lighten up that really really horrible you're welcome horrible ending yeah that is where that episode ends folks with this unsolved interstate murderer i hope he's dead in a ditch yeah it it ends really sad but i will say this episode overall pretty Pretty classic classic unsolved mysteries fair Okay, let's read it. So, oh no. Samantha usually says the categories. Okay. So, first up, we have what? Reenactments? Reenactments. Um, they were pretty good. They're kind of They're unknowable. Not... I'm going to say sideways. Not good or bad. Yeah. No real memory yeah, of them. Yeah, it's fine. Robert um, Stack. Robert Stack. He was Class great. Act. Yeah. Yeah. In a cemetery. 
in a church in a trench coat in a talking police station. about how we can't judge people and life is full of mystery, mystery and that's what yeah. makes it great no excellent so, thumbs way up um yes fashion um most of it is pretty unremarkable but there's some really good 40s fashion oh, and that's true. i also noted that patty who was the woman who saw her um deceased husband she had a cool robe at yeah, one point there were too good robes, good robes which liz and i both okay i like a big robe, robe fans <laughs> we, are. Yes. we send each other lots of links of robes if you're yeah. wondering what we're doing when we're not recording this <laughs> podcast it's going should i buy this really expensive robe and me always being like yes you should <laughs> By all rights, we should both own about like fifteen hundred robes <laughs> by just now. Have a robe closet, just which... like living on the street with a bunch of like Catherine Delish robes. <laughs> what a life that would be. Okay, so I'm gonna say actually thumbs up just for the robes. Yeah, solid. Um, okay. Oh, mysteriousness. Mysteriousness. Pretty mysterious. A lot of this is yeah. unsolved or unsolvable. Yeah, I mean, is Father Solanus a miracle worker? Who's to say? Did those people see their deceased loved ones? Who's to say? Who knows? What happened to that interstate killer? What happened to that? that well, where's Chet? Chet, <laughs> Chet, where are you? Yeah. Chet, come in. Chet. Everyone knows Chet. Please. Yeah, get him to write in. Yeah. Please. Chet, it's perhaps as you podcast, gmail.com. God. Throw <laughs> a lifeline. Here, I would Chet. say it's pretty mysterious. Not always, it's not always like we're happy it's mysterious, right? No. But like, it's no. pretty mysterious. The mysterious factor, I feel like thumbs up Mm -hmm. so how would you rate this five robert stacks being the best zero robert stacks being alcatraz i feel like this has to be a solid like three and a half to four i agree completely yeah yeah i don't know that any of these are like such a standout one on their alone yeah but but the combination yeah really works well and there weren't any like really long uh like updates or anything no Update free. Yeah. And even though um, we had a Hear About Bud Going Award, did was that really part of the sideboard? No. Yeah, they really no held war back. stuff. Robert Stack doesn't whack. I think it's because he wasn't a great guy. If he was like a war hero, Robert uh, Stack, oh, yeah, you know, right. he would have been like, oh, the tides of war. Here, Here's 500 pictures of him in military uniform standing by flags. Did you know about the world wars? I'm about to tell you. <laughs> Um, Wait, there were two? Tell me more. Wild. Michelle is like cringing right now. But no, but Michelle's crying a little bit. (laughs) I mean, pretending I don't know there's been two world wars. (laughs) It's okay, Michelle. I know the truth. We love you, Michelle. I know that Hitler had those sharks. I know so much about it. Oh. Okay. We love you, Michelle. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I I would even maybe say four. Yeah. I know. I think four is, is. There's nothing I, like, hated about this episode, except that that Interstate 70 killer isn't caught, but that's not the episode's fault. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. It might be those police sketch artists' fault. How did you have so many witnesses in that terrible sketches? They're real bad. Ugh. I really think a child could have done as well. Um, I'm just hoping that guy, I don't know. But then when your child, like, draws that, you're like, do we need to think about therapy? You would absolutely bring your child yeah. to the child <laughs> This is the mouseler, mama. (laughs) My child is communicating with the mouseler. (laughs) Things are not okay. I like how we managed to make it worse somehow. (laughs) He only comes at night. No. Okay. (laughs) So, what did you want to recommend, Liz? (laughs) Oh my goodness. I am scrambling Mm. for a recommendation this week. Though yesterday... I will say that I made two children watch The Secret of Nim mm, while eating quality. some Hawaiian pizza. Ooh. And 
and <laughs> drinking a root beer because I was really trying to get back into a childhood we're in the library and it's supposed to be recess but it's raining kind Ooh, of mode that's a vibe and it's pretty delightful yeah i love the secret of nim gotta say it was it held up the animation is beautiful any movie that people other people are like yeah that movie kind of disturbed me as a child is my favorite movie as a child yeah, absolutely like that's just that category <laughs> of, of films uh, this was, yeah, definitely something that used to show to us in the library if it was raining, and I de- and I always wanted it to be this and not Homeward Bound, and those seemed to be the only two movies that they had. Yeah, given the choice, I would also choose The Secret <laughs> Where of I was Nim. like, please be The Secret of I want of the Nim. creepier one. I want the one about creepy rats with, with electricity. Nicodemus. <laughs> it's I was so pretty, too. The so, animation is beautiful. It's so beautiful. The Christmas lights, that's my favorite part, when, like, the Christmas lights are, like, blinking through, like, the dark little, like, tunnels. Mm. Love it. That, there's just a charm to that mm-hmm. hand-drawn animation that you don't see that yeah. anymore. Oh, they don't make them like they used to. Um, I was definitely more of a Don Bluth child than a Disney child, and I think maybe that explains mm. a lot. <laughs> mm. I, would, I, I would say I was like a Henson child. I absolutely made my extremely religious grandfather watch all dogs go <laughs> to heaven, and guess what? I don't recommend that. That like, did not go well. He was quite puzzled. That's hilarious. And slightly angry. I don't know why that's such a controversial take, I guess, but again. There's a lot of weird stuff in that movie. I'm not really sure why you make a movie for children about dogs dying with a gambling problem that are like running a mob racket, but you know what? I don't see why not. I (laughs) thought it was interesting. Um, It's okay, yeah. Show children, force children to watch The Secret of Nim. Yes. Also... I wanted to recommend that Ben and Jerry's now makes cookie dough you can eat. Oh, yeah. In the freezer section. Yeah. And they have the cinnamon roll one. Ooh. And I wish I could give you some, Arden, but I ate it all. I'm not shocked. Um. Because <laughs> my reaction to it is, where have you been all my life? <laughs> you complete me. That sounds delightful. It's so good. Ben and Jerry's, please sponsor this podcast and send me free cookie dough. Yeah. Okay, that's my recommendation. That's, I mean, those are solid. Maybe you could, you could make children watch The Secret of Nam, order a Hawaiian pizza, and then eat that cookie dough. Yeah, that sounds that Holy sounds great. shit. Best night of your life. Yeah. Do you have a recommendation for us, my dear? I do. I had to think about what to recommend. I was like, what have I been even doing with my life lately? But I, I got a order in the mail, shocking, recently, and I thought I could recommend a company. Oh. So I really love the, and it's getting into, like, colder weather for a lot of us, too. So I feel like this is a good, like, <sighs> seasonal seasonal uh, recommendation so i have loved for several years now the company snag tights oh yeah mm-hmm. big fan and they actually just released their halloween collection Ooh. which i got uh several of and i'm very excited about um they have a lot of different ones i got ones that look like it has like skeleton legs like painted yes. over your tights and then I also got some that have little glittery stars and moons all over, like black shears. I'm sorry, what? They're beautiful. They also have like ones with little pumpkins and little ghosts and spider webs. They're great. Um, but just overall, I really recommend this company. They have are truly inclusive sizing. Not like, oh, we have like 
a slightly less small person. Involved. We made one extra large. Yeah. Aren't you so impressed? <laughs> they um By the way, extra large fits a twelve year old. And they're they're also very good not only with their actual sizing, but with their their branding, with their photos they show online. I feel like it's very easy for most people to see, oh, that's how this will look on me. Yeah, yeah. Which I think is really good. Uh I think they have like extra extra small through like I think about four XL and those sizes are very accurate um which is great so they also have like a pretty broad range they also recently had a care bears collection i saw that yeah they 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 have some cute like limited collections and then they also just have really standard ones i have some of their um they have wool tights which i love for the winter because they're extra warm it's like a sweater for your legs yes um so I got I got a new pair of those as well, but I thought that would be a fun recommendation going into colder weather, but also some some Halloween Halloween fun. I actually recently ordered. I'm waiting for my order right now. Yeah, if you get regular, sh- I will say if you get standard shipping, it takes a while to get here. Um, Since not coming from Scotland or something. Yeah, it's either it's coming either from. The UK or Australia, they have two bases there. They're, I think they're working on setting up um, one here. But. but I definitely got the bat tights. Yeah, those are super cute. So I'll update people on how those are. And then yeah. I got some green ones and some mm-hmm. polka dotty ones. So. Yeah, they have a lot of you really know. fun stuff. And I'm I feel pumped. like I, I've always really liked novelty tights. And for a long time, they're like, oh, you're over a size 12. No, black only. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I got some really cute ones last Dower, Christmas that navy, have like maybe uh, like a gold metallic polka dots on them. They're very very cute. Ugh. But yeah, no, I I've ordered from them a ton of times. I liked everything I've gotten. <laughs> besides some kind of slow shipping, they do have faster shipping options if you want to pay for it. Obviously, but... I'm cheap. I picked with yeah. cheap shipping. Yes. <laughs> I mean, no surprise there. Um. All right. Wow. They really should pay me at this point. I've uh, that's how I've I actually feel. repped for them a lot on Instagram also. <laughs> that's how I feel every time we're doing these Nick, these recommendations. I'm like, and I'm talking about polar water again. Why? Where's that? <laughs> Where's that polar water money? But you know what? It means that people do really respect the recommendations. Yes, true. So Integrity. We have, that, we have that going for us. We have we cannot sell out no matter how hard we try. <laughs> but that means that we get the the yeah the integrity i I suppose it's worth it well somehow we made it through this episode without samantha it was a struggle we don't even need her yeah no come back samantha um i'm gonna make her edit this but But we don't even need her we love you samantha yes come back to us samantha we miss you okay She's fine, everyone. Also, she just has a lot going on. She's not like dying. Yeah. She does not have COVID, I promise. She just didn't need one more thing to do. She needed a little break. Okay. (sighs) This is a part that now I'm so sick of doing at the end. (laughs) We're like, okay, we have the social media. Join our Facebook group. Be on Twitter. There's Instagram. Perhaps it's you. And there's a website. Perhaps it's you.com. And you should submit to the zine. It's perhaps it's you podcast at gmail.com. And you should sign up for our Patreon this month. Extra special episode. Me and Mac talking about the 1991 movie Warlock. Didn't see that coming, did you? No one did, even us, until like we recorded it. So <laughs> there's that. You can listen. If you find a dollar on the ground, you could send it to us. 
And also, we're going to have merch for sale for October. You could get 10% off. Halloween. That's good. And we'll have zines for sale. Hopefully in time for the holidays. Maybe if I can get my shit together. If Samantha isn't a bad influence on me and I don't really drop a ball on that. And, uh, God. Five stars. Do Samantha solid and hit that subscribe button so hard that you, you your finger, you're like, ooh, do I have arthritis now? <laughs> there, there's like kind of a twitch that wasn't yeah. there before. That's what I want. I want pain. And that's how we're going to end it. Arden's <laughs> <laughs> giving me a look. My, my dominatrix. I think this is unrelated. Dominatrix but... vibes come out. Yeah. I want your pain. Yeah. They should yeah. have to pay a lot more for that, but... You have to pay just for that soundbite. If you heard me just say that, you have to you sign have up to for the Patreon. Patreon now. Yep. That's how it works. That's yep. the law. I heard that. Yeah. Someone told me it, so it's true. Okay. Thanks, everyone. Keep barking and keep cackling. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Oh, and also thank you, Arden. <laughs> do you want them to follow you anymore, or do you want um, them to leave you alone? Mm-hmm. I mean... <laughs> Uh, my Instagram is at MPLS underscore mermaid. I'm not very active on it these days, but you can follow me there. I'm also, I am pretty active in the Facebook groups, so. You'll see it around. Yes. And try, if you write any poems to Arden, just <laughs> try to keep them not so creepy. Arden's okay. feeling burnt out on the affection of the internet lately, so. It's a lot, folks. <laughs> it's a lot. I keep, okay. Whoa, this is like so random, but. Well, I watched that horrible Netflix reality show, Too Hot to Handle, where they put a bunch of people on an island and told them not to bang. Yeah, rude. They just just didn't. It was very boring. But there was this woman on there, Francesca, and she was like, I have this many followers on it. Because she's, like, very beautiful. She was like, I have this many followers on Instagram. And then I looked at Arden's Instagram, and I was like, (laughs) well, my friend Arden has more. (laughs) She's not on Too Hot to Handle bragging about it. But then I just watched the update for Love is Blind, and they, like, brought her in to cause drama. And I was like, oh, that girl who Arden has more Instagram followers than? (laughs) Probably not Probably not anymore, but... uh, It was a funny moment. I would never brag about... Like, I have a decent amount, but it's not like, oh, I have millions of followers. Like, that's so sad and weird It was a funny moment. Mostly for me, personally. And I was like, you know who's better than you? (laughs) By your own weird, (laughs) stupid metric, Arden. Yes. Okay, now on that note, we will really go. Actually, goodbye. Goodbye. (laughs)